Kebab Stuff Podcast. I have one question right away that we have to start out with. Jesse. Yes. Isn't it ironic? I hate that song so incredibly much. And it is not ironic. There's nothing about that song that is irony. There is nothing in that song that... what A black fly in your Chardonnay is a bad deal. It's not irony. But yes, it is ironic that that song is terrible and everybody loves it. That is ironic. Yeah, it is ironic. I'll give you there, that. There you go. You know so, what also yes. is ironic? Just for context. Welcome to the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. We are joined with special guest Amanda. Yay! Hey, it's me. We are joined by special guest Damon. Oh, wow. Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what's Very the context? Exciting. Have you ever heard the, the I was going to say the context the was when we, were, when we walked in, Gary started singing, Isn't It Ironic? And then the rabbit trail was, they did it on Broadway, so I was playing him the Broadway version. And then Jesse threw a temper tantrum and walked out of the podcast studio. It's not a temper tantrum if your ears start bleeding. Then it's for your own health. I don't see any blood. <laughs> that's because I wiped it up. Oh, okay. Yeah, because okay. that's how bad that song is. It was painful. It was painful. <laughs> You are anything but not dramatic. That is true. But drama has its place, especially when it comes to a rough song not like that. in the that. podcast booth. Everyone kiss the mic. I have done it. Make sure you keep My the mic right next to jealous. your mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Here at the Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast, we talk about stuff. And the reason we talk about stuff is because in the middle of all of it, somehow we understand and we see that there is a glimpse of Jesus, that there is an understanding of something theological, that there is hope, that there is the scripture, that there is an analogy, that somehow, some way, it ends up coming back to Jesus Christ. Does that sound right, Jesse? That's exactly it. Just like we believe every square inch can be, uh, has Christ reigning over it, which means that every square inch of creation can have Christ seen. Just and like it's, the song Ironic. And it's our responsibility to... Uh, promote and show people where Christ is at. <laughs> so where in is the, the sermon ironic. analogy in the song Ironic? Nothing. There is no sermon analogy. There is no way. Everything has a glimpse of Jesus except for that song? You know what the glimpse of Jesus in that song is? It's grace because grace is the only thing that you can have when you listen to that piece of trash. Wow. Fact. Wow. Real passion. Harsh. Hey, okay. Do not like that song. Couldn't, don't know if you like- can tell. Didn't Moon Knight come out? Yeah, and I haven't seen it yet because I want to wait for like all, like everybody all to them. yeah, and just be because mm, I'm gonna binge watch it okay. on Saturday. Okay. Bridgerton season two came out. Who did Bridgerton season two? I don't know what. That also, is. Morbius. <laughs> I We're not it, talking. I, about I heard it. it was terrible. I heard it was yeah. yeah. I mean, I heard I've heard various. I've heard that it's like fun and weird, but also I've heard that it's like the worst thing ever. Yeah, I just uh, he did. The whole Jared Leto thing just that threw me off, and it, to be fair, I wasn't that interested in it anyway. Like, there's just that, oh, same. The, the Sony MCU verse, there's Sony Marvel universe. It's just not as good, and I, I liked Venom, but the rest of them were just rough. So hmm. I asked Jesse who they could have chosen in the two year delay that they had in releasing that movie. Like they had the time to refilm and recast it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I asked Jesse who they could have done. And I believe your first answer was Michael Sarah. No, 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 (laughs) no. My first answer was Channing Channing Tatum. Tatum, Your husband's answer was Michael Sarah, (laughs) which is hilarious. The big bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yep. But Michael Sarah would be a fantastic Morpheus uh, if you think about it. He would have just 
Hey. <laughs> I, I can see that working. I, I just, could, I like I blood. You know, where like could Jonah terrible. Hill fit in, in He's so movie. unassuming. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, where could Jonah hey, Hill guys. Oh, yeah. I feel like we got to get him on the podcast. That would be great. Love interest yeah, me from Arrested okay. Development. Yeah. <laughs> we got a lot to cover here on the Jess, Gary and Jesse Talk About Stuff podcast. We're going to talk about why Monday, Thursday, why Good Friday, why do we have celebrations around something that is harsh and difficult. But before we get to any of that, Damon had some input on either the Oscars or the Grammys, and no, I can't I remember which one. I don't think we need to talk about the Oscars. I okay. think everybody's sick of that. The world okay. has, has talked talk about, about it a lot. Yeah, the, we can talk about the Grammys, though, because okay. I think... Tell so, us. So did curious. somebody slap somebody? No. <laughs> was that that one? <laughs> there was, actually. Was that, another, was that a different one? I don't know. I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> where, where was the slap? I Which award show was it? It was on was one it, of those shows. Was it, the, was it the Screen Actors Guild Awards? <laughs> where was the slap? Tell oh, us about it, David. So at the Grammys, uh, there were some jokes about the slap. Oh, because um, so Questlove, who won the the Oscar that was right after the slap, boop, boop. like kind of got his you know star light or his his spotlight taken spotlight that's yeah yeah Um, and so then at the grammys he was like all of y'all need to stay 500 feet away from me (laughs) Um, while he accepted his grammy because he won an oscar and a grammy nice for jimmy kimmel's band or whoever he's the drummer for he did a documentary isn't that a thing on 30 rock where they get the egot the where tracy goes for uh yeah billy and phineas are only halfway there Ah, I hope somebody gets that in um, their life. It's like really close with somebody. I can't remember who though. Is it Whoopi Lin Goldberg? Manuel. Who? Lin Manuel. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, isn't like Hamilton. Meryl, isn't Meryl Streep really close too? Has she ever won an Oscar? Or I know she's been nominated the most know. times, but I don't know if she's actually ever walked away with one. So I, I wouldn't be surprised either. I have no idea. But Lin has got the P because he has a Pulitzer, doesn't he? Oh. So he's adding in a P got P got. How about that? Yeah. Way he, to go, Lynn. But he has also like all the other ones too. He doesn't have an Emmy, does he? Let's have him no, on the I podcast. Think that's the only thing missing. So he's got a P got. He's missing the E. Gotcha. Ah, uh, gotcha. Anyway, so the Grammys. Yes. Um, lots of great performances. Um, I if I were gonna say like some of my favorites, some of the most memorable for me, especially of people that I hadn't heard of before, um, Chris Stapleton. I, I'd heard a little bit about him, um, and I was like, ah, he's like a country guy. I don't know if I'd be into it. Uh, and then he performed, and I was absolutely blown away. He's so good. Um, his voice and the like, the chords of the song, um, kind of like the stage presence was very like muted, but mm. it was it worked for the song, and like it was it was just awesome. It was so good. He um, does not look like the voice that you hear no and no, i love th- it you'd think he'd be so like low and gravelly but like he's got like high register figured out where he can just like like he can, he can wail the first time i heard him was he did a collab with bruno mars and ed sheeran yeah. i can't think of what the name of the song is yeah. but he does the weirdest so collabs but he does works. but he can pull it off yeah and yeah. jesse looks miserable i want to know no, i mean like, you know it's just yeah it's, i just didn't watch it i'm just not into the i'm not into award shows that's it's fine just, yeah I want to know, like, from musical people especially, uh, Amanda and Damon, like, what is it that impresses you of a performance? Like, what caught your eye on that performance in particular, the one that you were referencing, Amanda? Like, what are you guys looking for that the general layperson 
I want them to be singing live. Okay. So not the playback. <laughs> and, and are you referencing not the playback, like where they lip sync kind of thing? Yeah, or yeah. 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 It's definitely less impressive when there's not uh, like a band playing and they're making like live music. I will say, however, when there's like a really good dance number to accompany a song, that's also really impressive to me. Mm. So like, um, I actually, so this, you know, is a little controversial, um, but Lil Nas X, I think had a really great performance. I think like the dancers and just like the artistry that went into the performance was really impressive. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot of people would be mad at me for saying that I like appreciated something creative that Lil Nas X made, but. But that's part of seeing a glimpse, right? right of exactly. seeing like, the creativeness the, of seeing the creativity. Exactly. Like right. that's part of the image of God is, is right. creativity and right. beauty. And um, I thought there were, there were elements of Lil Nas X's performance that were really, really creatively impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's one where I think it was mostly a backing track. There might have been some live stuff. I'm not. I can't remember exactly. But mm-hmm. the uh, choreography that they put into it was right. really impressive. Well, we have to say this all the time as Jesse and I talk about like this particular movie or that particular song or whatever. We have to say now, if you're going to listen to this, if you're going to look for the glimpse that we are offering it probably shouldn't be like a six-year-old or a 10-year-old, like some of the PG-13 stuff, or it probably shouldn't be someone who is, uh, quote-unquote, not understanding that you have to filter through some of the bad to see the good, right? And so even in not promoting that performance, but even in appreciating that performance, the disclaimer would be, now there's going to be some stuff that you're not going to want to listen to in the middle of it, whatever word or whatever action is taken, whatever. But to see the good in it is part of the lesson, right? Yeah. And Jesse, we've talked about this in many of the Marvel stuff and many of the violent stuff or whatever, even horror movies, finding the good in those, you have to dig sometimes, but you can still find it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And like we said at the beginning, every, every, everything can, we can see Christ in, but there's sometimes a lot of layers you have to dig through. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, like I'm a, I'm a metal guy and there's some bands out there that admittedly I won't even listen to because it's just like, it's so incredibly hard to find God in that, that it's like, this is not, worth exploring Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. it takes a level of that discernment as well right so and diving into some of what paul tells us in corinthians uh we just went through this for youth groups and so it's kind of fresh on my mind like uh if it causes your brother or your sister to stumble Mm -hmm. then don't eat that sacrificed meat in front of them and would that be kind of the same language for little nas like hey Uh, I can take it because I understand the good or whatever, but if my brother or sister next to me can't, then I'm not going to listen to it in front of them, right? Right. right. I, 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 would, I would, yeah, I'd hear that. Um, yeah, I, I agree. So like, I'm fine listening to rap. I don't have a problem with it. Um, but, but you can I'm, handle but it. If I'm in the car um, and somebody, and I like, maybe I put on a song and they're like, hey, can we not listen to this? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, yeah, oh, sure. okay. Yeah. Right. And then maybe I'd, you know, want to have a conversation and like talk right. about it. But I think that also brings in like good conversation. Oh, for sure. It's a conversation to, starter, right? To talk about that kind right. of stuff. So let me ask this real quick. And this is for you guys who are music, music folk. W- what exactly does it take to get into being nominated for an award? The reason I ask that is because 
there are certain because he wants to do it right yeah no i mean like literally what does it take because the academy is intentionally selective mm. in the types of music right. that it chooses you don't have a best edm artist you don't have a best disco artist you have a best of the year you have jazz musicians you have you know a certain subset of metal which is not incorporating everything so why exactly is the award shows picking and choosing what types of music to give awards to that is legitimately always confused me i have no idea Hmm. but don't you think that's a bit unfair so to speak from my understanding it is based on what is popular at the time Mm. so like if you look at the grammys back in you know the 60s and 70s they are going to have those disco albums probably a couple more subgenres of rock and more subgenres of country right whereas today it seems like they have 70 different awards that can be found on sirius xm hits one or whatever it is right right um, and so, Although, go ahead. so I, I think there there are a lot of awards for pop music in the Grammys, but there's also still things that are recognizing some of the other genres. And I also think within, like, I think pop is becoming broader. So it's yeah. like you know, it's incorporating like rap, it's incorporating R and B, um, it's incorporating some folk stuff, um, like soul, some like gospel funk. Um, it's not just, and like, you know, Silk Sonic, mm-hmm. um, who's great, they're like basically a, a disco band, mm. you know, like they're mm-hmm. trying to bring the seventies back. Um, and they, they won song of the year or record of the year with, um, leave the door open. Mm-hmm. They won, they swept in everything that they were nominated for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would say maybe it's more about like the, in the categories that there are, there's more breadth, mm. you know? Yeah, and that's fair. There's a that's beautiful fair. infographic <laughs> on the internet. The internet has all the true that's things. Uh, and this is... I thought we were talking about the Emmys. We're talking about the Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I missed a page. Well, Gary... <laughs> I thought we were talking about the Emmys. I mix them up. Emmys are TV. Yeah. Oh, well, the Emmys are brought to you by the Television see, Academy, see, and there's a beautiful see, infographic right there. Television oh, Academy. They're never gonna, you better just talk. Well, then let's talk about that one. <laughs> So, yeah, cut in, Amanda. Go for it. Um, no, I just mean like as far as what's being awarded will constantly evolve. And I specifically dropped the Sirius XM because like Damon said, I think what is popular now is so much broader in the general term pop music. But also like Damon said, they are still awarding EDM, disco, whatever. Eric Whitaker still wins Grammys and he writes choral music, you know. Mm-hmm. And so they're still being recognized. But as far as, you know, what's being televised and what's being put on media as the headliner you know you're seeing Billie Eilish and Phineas won Grammy for No Time to Die but you're not seeing you know that Spirit Box won a Grammy for the fourth time in a row yeah Spirit Spirit Box is never going to win a Grammy well I was just giving an example (laughs) right but I'm I'm just saying they're never going to have a category for post metalcore they're never going to have it. They're you know, televised. And happen. I actually don't really tune into award shows either, A, because I don't have cable, but B, I just I think they do it more for the ratings, and I would rather watch their performances on my own time yeah. later and catch up on the actual rewards because I'm not patient either. Right. I don't like the whole suspense. I'm not a big fan of the monologues in between and stuff. Just tell me who won, please. Like, That's the <laughs> thing. That's the <laughs> thing. So There's so much filler that oh, do we need this. Like, Just let them perform and then be like, hey, these people were nominated. This one won. 
now let's go to the next performance. That's how you avoid slaps. Yeah, and that, bad jokes. <laughs> but I mean, how long was the was the it's over three hours? Yeah, oh, and so the wow. Grammys is over three hours. The Oscars they cut twelve categories, and that was three hours and forty minutes. It's like, why do you need all this pomp and circumstance to celebrate yourselves? Wait, that's so all it is. It's just them celebrating themselves. Exception to that rule is the Tonys. I wish the Tonys were a half day show. Yeah, yeah. Give me a quick yes. rundown of like which one is which. So. Okay. Emmy, <laughs> Grammy me. is music. Grammy is music. Emmy is TV. TV. Oscars are Oscars movies. movies. Tony's is Broadway. Okay. Now I got it. And the Dove Awards? And the Dove Awards. I got it. I got it. The Dove Awards are Dove for Christian. Awards are Christian. Ah, That's so if you wanted to win now. all of those. I will right. say. Yeah. Pedigot. The Degot. Because <laughs> the P was in there too, wasn't yeah. it? For Poldzer. Oh, are you, are you guys familiar with Maverick City Music? No. Absolutely 100% no. yes. Okay. No. They performed at the Grammys and it was televised. Mm-hmm. Their song, it was so good. Gyra, which goes, I'll never be more loved than I am right now. Wasn't I holding you up. On that so now, oh, is that the song? I'll oh, let gotcha. you down. Right. Um, that was broadcast on television. Hmm. And is that referencing God or yes. Christ? Yep. It's, yep. The song is Gyra. That's what I wondered about yeah, when so you it said It's like provider, you know. Right, like right, right, right. They won Grammy for like best contemporary Christian artist or album, I think. And I wow. think they them, are man. televising the Dove Awards now as opposed to previous years. Well, that's yeah. a big deal. So, yeah, that's really cool. Right. And so, if you win a country music award and also a presidential of freedom, then you have the CCP got P. Whoa, T. way to rattle that yeah, off. Right? That was really it's good. Just, <laughs> so nice just have, I mean, how many how many industries just need to sit there and celebrate themselves, right? Like that's the thing that gets me. Well, here's it's just, so I wanted to reference why? the infographic for one thing because it's awesome. But then uh, the recording academy has a nice little process here too, somewhere. And from what I can understand, just 30 seconds of glancing at their website makes me an expert. Um, but glancing at their website, you have to nominate yourself. Like you have to submit something. Mm. And so you're right. There is a little bit of like, Hey, I deserve this kind of thing, but there's also, you could consider that confidence and putting yourself out there and all that kind of stuff. I don't think that's a bad thing. And I also, so I hear what you're saying about like celebrating their themselves and whatever, Mm. but I think it's like it's a little bit that like narcissistic thing, but it's also a little bit like, hey, we want to like recognize that there was really good things put into the world this year, mm-hmm. and sure. that should be celebrated. Right. I know? absolutely would back that if the gift baskets given at the Oscars weren't worth a hundred thousand dollars. What? No joke. Seriously? Yes. A hundred thousand dollars. One ninety. One hundred ninety-eight thousand dollars. Gift basket wow. to actors that already make millions of dollars. Wow, that's and, a lot. And, and, Scotland. and my assumption wow. is that it's probably relatively the same for the Grammys, though maybe not oh, to that extent. Wow. So you sit there and you go, okay, we can celebrate good art in the world, and we should. We can celebrate goodness in the world where God is present, and we should. But when you're using that money to effectively sit there and just reward yourselves. Yeah, that's to ridiculous. the extent that you make four times as much as a two family or a two parent home, I'm going. I'm not going to support that with my viewership. That's absolutely awful. There's wars. There's all this stuff happening in the world right now, and these guys are getting two hundred thousand dollar gift baskets. Wow. Nah, wow. no way, man. Not it. Not behind that at all. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Crazy. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, yep. I wonder so. what's in that gift basket. I want to like uh, assume they got land in Scotland. They got oh, a cool. free stay at a castle. 
uh, a spa trip, um, plastic surgery. Was this people who won, or what was this? The, the, these are the people that nominated and lost. Wow, Gilly there. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, so. I kind of, I, I think I'm just jealous that I don't get all of that. Like, <laughs> yeah, just can like, someone like for actually, next pastors appreciation buy us land in Scotland? Do so not get me Lord? a plastic surgery <laughs> coupon, please. No, I do not want that. I'll take the land in Scotland. I want the no. land in Scotland. Yeah, that like that's great. what. Like yeah. I think I saw a commercial for that somewhere yeah, right. too. Like oh yeah, you can be a lord in yeah. Scotland. Like that's pretty fun. Yep. So the, the Grammys, <laughs> right. <laughs> the Grammys had a section where they like brought awareness to the war in in Ukraine, mm. um, and now that you've told me that, that that it's like it's probably likely that you know the nominees or whoever like they got buttloads of money. It is, and it, that is that is what's horrifying yeah. to me about these award shows. Yeah, is they sit there on a high horse and they pretend that they're giving awareness, and right. meanwhile they're getting land in Scotland and free coupons for Botox. Yeah, don't don't be on don't be all high and mighty to the average Joe. When we have this through our news pumped into our ears constantly, and you get two hundred thousand dollars worth of gifts because you lost best right. comedy, and no then, way. And then they get to say, "Oh, we brought awareness to it, so we feel good about it." Exactly. No, That's no, what drives yeah, me absolutely crazy. It's not. Yeah. It's not. I. I hate the Grammys. It's I hate everything that they stand for because yeah. the, they reward they, the wrong things. Right. Yeah. I can see that. So anyway, wasn't there an actor? Uh, I want to say Joaquin Phoenix or something who like kind of lambasted everybody for taking a jet to the award show and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, and then he kind of went on a rant of, this is what we really have to do. My favorite Oscar moment of all time, and I wouldn't even lie for it, but I've heard about it and seen clips of it. 1973, Marlon Brando wins for Best Actor Oscar for The Godfather. He sends a Native American woman in his stead to talk about the plight of Native American people mm. on television. That's awesome. I'm like John hardcore. Tried to beat her. That's pretty right? Right. I'm like, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you want to bring awareness? Start doing that. Right. Don't accept the gift baskets and start doing that. Right. Well, that. and to be fair, Marlon Brando wasn't a good speaker. No, not at all. So it was probably for the best on multiple. Yeah, that, right. that's true. Right. Right. That's true. But anyway, can I jump back to Gary's original question? Yes. Um, oh, yeah. Was it about? Isn't it ironic? No, not <laughs> oh. that far. Oh, not that well. It's about what's a good performance. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I've been thinking not, about it, it ar- while you gentlemen were having heated discussions. <laughs> um, Gary, you specifically asked, like, what do we look for in mm-hmm. a live performance? But then you were also referencing the song that I was talking about with Chris Stapleton, right? Which is like on a CD, right? And I was thinking about, like, the whole purpose of the podcast, right? Which is finding God and everything. So, during this time, I've pieced them together. And and hear me out. Mm -hmm. So, for me personally, I absolutely love live performances when they are not perfect. Mm. I enjoy the authenticity, the rawness. I like the mistakes. As long as they are live and giving their all in that moment, Mm. that is what I look for in a live performance. Right, right. Which can be related to worship, right? Oh, totally. In that moment, you need to drop everything and just bask in what is in front of you and what's been given to you. Right, right. right. Now, when it comes to like tracks or recorded stuff, that I take a very different approach. That I do expect perfection and Mm -hmm. I expect Mm -hmm. to have a good mix and a good balance and that there shouldn't be weird little clicks in the background, you know, from something that forgot to get turned off. 
Right. Because in that instance, God has given you the time to manifest your gifts and perfect them for a finished product. Oh, sure. So I think they'd serve two totally different purposes, mm-hmm. but he is still extremely prevalent in both. Oh, yeah. Well, and I like how you said, uh, to tie it into the discussion we've had about worship, uh, Damon and I have talked, like, not perfection and and not without mistake or anything like that, but authenticity and giving your all, right? And there's a really good conversation to have about that. Should Sunday be a day where there's no mistakes on the screen, there's no spelling errors, there's no dropping your pick, none of that. That's not real, it feels like. That's not authentic. And I think we're striving, at least at Living Water, for something a little more authentic than that, right? Absolutely. When my husband and I, uh, we took a trip out to Minneapolis at the beginning of March for our anniversary, which is this week. Happy anniversary, Brian. Happy anniversary. Um, four years married. Isn't that weird, Jeff? Way to go. That's he crazy. He was there. I was there. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I was so, so excited because we got to go see, um, a punk concert, but we also got to go see the Minnesota orchestra do one of my favorite symphonies. Mm. And like the whole thing was a surprise for my husband, but honestly, I was more excited about the things that I had planned than he was. He was most excited about getting authentic hot pot. Um, so, which is like when you dip the vegetables in the broth. Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway. I was just going on and on and on about May Day Parade and Magnolia Park and just how incredible it was. And Brian's just like, I mean, like, I, I get it, but like, I didn't realize how much more appreciation I have, have having been on that stage giving those performances mm. to realize how hard it is to simply drop and just experience and let the spirit work through you and obviously Mm -hmm. mayday parade wasn't up there preaching the gospel or anything like that but Mm -hmm. it's the same idea of letting your guard down Mm -hmm. and performing and giving a show and not Mm -hmm. perfection there's something vulnerable vulnerable about it right yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. damon i want you to chime in on the perfection not mistakes kind of language because we've had several discussions around this about what we strive for and how to do the best you can and know that there's going to be mistakes in there too. Yeah. What do you have to say or what do you have to input on that? Yeah. Um, So I think everybody has a right to express themselves authentically and like it's going to look different for everybody. Um, It's going to be unique in their own thing. Um, But just because it's authentic doesn't mean that it is the best quality that we can do. Mm. And so walking the line between authenticity and excellence is a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the best way to get there is like find what your authentic expression is and then work at it. Mm -hmm. Don't just let it be like, oh, but it's my authentic expression. But like, okay, make it better. Like, make it authentically better, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And don't, like, you know, kick yourself if it's not exactly, like, if it doesn't go exactly right or if there's mistakes or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get down about that. Right. Um, Because it's like, you know, when you have a real moment of of authentic expression, um, you know, we live in a world where there's going to be mistakes. Right. Um, and so don't get hung up on those, 
But in what you're able to control, which is your preparation for it and the the skills that you have, do your best to give to to like to get the best that you can in those. Like mm-hmm. it's I mean, if you, you want to bring the Bible into it, like in the Psalms it talks about singing a joyful song, which I would say is like an authentic um expression but it also talks about bringing a, like a skillful song mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i i think first and foremost like i think god is very pleased when we're authentic and in, in whatever we're bringing to him mm-hmm. um but i think that if we become complacent and content with with uh, offering something that's like subpar um i don't i don't think it's good for us because when we become complacent with offering something subpar, with offering something not practiced, um, then I think we become complacent in other areas too. Mm, I think mm-hmm. whatever expression of worship or creativity we offer up is a reflection of who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Because we don't create um, out of ourselves, we create from ourselves. Mm, mm-hmm. I, I like to put this in the language uh, for Jesse and I for delivering the message. Yeah. And the times when I feel like, I don't know how to say, I want to say guilt, but it's not quite guilt. It's it's more like a, oh, like a, a disappointment that I wasn't able to uh, devote more time slash research to a message or to a specific verse. Is that the kind of thing that you would chime in on Jesse? Like the, I, I don't want to say the word guilt cause I don't mean to use it in that way, but I want to say like, we're asking, we're being asked to excellently dive into a passage mm-hmm. and there's a lot of weight to it. Mm-hmm. And are there times where you've ever felt that, like I have, like, ah, oh, I just couldn't get as deep into it. Like, there's just something that was blocking me, whether it was time, something else going on in the week or whatever it was. Have you ever felt that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's there's a situation probably two years ago, two and a half years ago, that I delivered such an appalling message and I have basically two base emotions, which is normal and angry. Mm. It's one of my many failings in life. <laughs> I admit evidenced by, uh, yeah, isn't it ironic? Exactly. It's, it, it's one of my many failings as a person. I will admit, uh, there's two base emotions, normal and angry. And I gave such an appalling message that I walked up. I think I said it to Amanda as she was in the back. I said, that message was terrible, and I was intensely frustrated for about mm. three days mm-hmm. to the point that the next week I brought it up. Mm-hmm. And I said, this is why last week's message was terrible. Mm. And the two reasons I named were, number one, because the Holy Spirit didn't write it. I didn't mm-hmm. invite him to write into it. I mm-hmm. wrote it myself, mm-hmm. which is just a giant mistake because it's always going to turn out terrible. Mm-hmm. And number two, because I did exactly the thing you were talking about, mm-hmm. which is I did not give it enough time. Mm-hmm. I did not give it enough research. I didn't dive into the passage enough. And even though I wanted to, I started reading into the scripture what wasn't there and positing Mm -hmm. my own thoughts into it. And in that moment, it was all that conflagration into the idea of I was not an excellent preacher that day. Mm. And that drove me absolutely nuts. Right. Not that we can ever attain that state of perfection, but... I think there's a certain thing where if you're grading a scale, Mm -hmm. if any preacher ever says they give more than a B sermon, they're lying 
or they have an overinflated ego. Right, right. Because I've never given a message better than a B because right. I ain't Jesus and he gave the only A message ever. Right. Um, and so I think there's that striving for excellence, but also being like both of you guys were saying, that willingness to be authentic and say, I'm open to whatever you want to do, God. Right. You know? Right. So. Well, there's so much in there about planning a worship service, about delivering the message that has to do with what's going on in our hearts, right? Like what's going on with motive, what's going on with who's writing the message, who's planning the service. By all of us, I would assume we would say, I want the Holy Spirit to be doing it. And I don't know how to distinctly determine, hey, this was Holy Spirit, this was Gary, other than continuing to ask the question, right? Like if I'm constantly, is this a Gary thing or is this a God thing? And constantly weighing what he is saying versus what culture is saying versus what my human nature is saying, at least being aware, does that cross that bridge? Like that's what's bringing, not me, bringing the Holy Spirit in, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that tricky balancing act. Right. I mean, everything in, in the Sunday service is that, how how far are you on the the tightrope mm. and mm-hmm. which side are you about to tip off of? Right, right, right. Right? Because there's that we have to get from point A to point B, but at the exact same time, you lean one way, it's all you. You lean the other way, well, then all of a sudden there's it, everything's chaos right. and you haven't prepared at all. Right. And so where is that balance in the middle of preparation versus allowing the spirit to work of excellence versus authenticity? Right. It's all that tension. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Sundays, Sundays are just like the scripture in that there is tension in it. Oh, yeah. And we exist in it. And we have to be okay with that. And I can't help but get the uh, analogy or the picture out of my mind of like a Brita water filter yeah. where you put something on the... Uh, sink faucet and everything that comes out of it was filtered through that filter, right? So every bit of water had something to go through. My argument is every bit of our output, whether it's worship, whether it's work, whether it's having a conversation, all of it is tainted by sin, right? Like we are not perfect. And we, perfect in the sense of doing exactly uh, shalom, peace with God, relationship with God, all of it's going to be tainted. Yeah. And so every word I speak in a message isn't suddenly outside of that sin. Every song that Damon or Amanda uh, has planned doesn't suddenly get outside of that filter of sin. Like everything we do is because... uh, or, or is different because of original sin, because of that filter of sin. Yeah. And so when we ask for excellence, when we ask for uh, be per- be perfect as as your father is perfect, it's with a little asterisk all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that always the case, that we exist in a world of sin? You, you, you always have that underlying theme of we can't be perfect. Right. And when you can't be perfect to strive for something that is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's always it's gonna, a weirdness. It's right. a weirdness. Right. It's just a weirdness. Right. You're in the presence of the perfect being of the Creator, of the Sustainer, of the Savior Jesus Christ by the power of His Holy Spirit, and you're you're asked to give your best. 
and your best means excellence your best means authenticity and sometimes yeah your best is going to fail right and that's that's just part of it that's part of sin right sometimes we're just going to fail absolutely what do you think you've been quiet for a while you guys have been going yeah that's true um my biggest thing is like throughout this discussion i keep having one thought come back to me and that's i don't believe that um, authentic and excellence are synonymous or mm. even exclusive or inclusive. I always got those two mixed up in math. Yep. Mm. But I don't think that they necessarily need to be attached to each other because like you just said, Jesse, sometimes our best is not good, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But that is still authentic despite not being excellent. Right, yeah. And as far as, you know, in, in Damon and I's case, leading worship, right? I would rather us have mistakes and be authentic, but knowing that that is still the best. But I don't think that if it's truly authentic that we have any control over. You can't prepare authenticity. You can prepare your heart to be authentic, Mm. but you can't prepare just being yourself because you are inherently yourself, if that makes sense. I can see that. And, And where it comes out of, right? Like where's the starting point of the motive Where's the starting point of the heart? Uh, we call David a man after God's own heart, and he messed up all the time, right? right? And yeah. so I think God, or we look at the outside, God looks at the heart, right? Something like that. I, I think, think sorry. sorry, you go. I was just going to say, I think as far as like the process of a Sunday service, right, there is both examples of excellence and examples of times of authenticity in both or uh, both in the service. So Jesse and I can prep and prep to excellence, right? Mm. We can have everything planned. Jesse can have the announcements ready. We can have, you know, the stage set up. All of that can be to excellence, but that doesn't require authenticity. Like God doesn't need me to open my heart to put the monitors on the stage, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I can do all of that with him in mind and still be excellent. But the second that we are on that stage, our motive needs to change, not from prepping, but from being in that moment, what we are called to do, which is to lead people to Christ. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, I don't think he expects excellence. So I don't think that should be on our mind. I think on our mind at that moment should be authenticity, letting that wall down and simply being us because he has allowed us to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and trust that ourselves is what he wants and is enough to bring those people. Right. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. I think a word that can maybe help kind of bridge the gap is faithfulness. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. a, good um, that's a good one. Because there's been weeks where I've, you know, had a crappy week and you know, I, it comes to Sunday and you know, all the, all the work's been done. Um, I've, I've, you know, the service is planned and the volunteers are there and we're like practicing and I just like feel terrible mm-hmm. and I don't want to be there and I don't want to be singing this song cause I don't feel it. Um, but it's my job and mm-hmm. that's what I'm like called into. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, we get to the service and we're singing and then there's something about walking out in like what you're called to do and like trying still trying your best like yeah trying your best in that moment and uh, like walking in what you're called to do where there's been moments after i've you know i'm struggling or whatever it is and then i don't know i look out and (laughs) like i'm in the moment and then suddenly um everything gets a little better Mm -hmm. you know 
I think of a time where when I was at door, I was leading um, like a Sunday night worship service thing. Um, and so me and the other leader and the team, we were, you know, we came into practice. We were like all excited. We're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. And then the practice went terrible. Mm. We struggled through the whole thing. None of us were like in the right mindset. And just like we were <laughs> at the, by the end of the practice, we were dreading what was going to happen. Um, and then it got to the, the service and it, you know, it went fairly well and then it got to the end of it. Um, and like, I don't know, there was just a moment where I, I like looked out to the, the people who are worshiping with us and I was like, huh, they don't feel the same way that I feel. Mm. And even though I'm authentically in this moment right now, maybe not feeling the best about like what we're doing, mm -hmm. I don't need to rely on just my own feelings mm -hmm. i can also rely on my brothers and sisters feelings mm -hmm. and recognize that when i'm in a place of i'm authentically feeling like this sucks um but other people are authentically feeling like god is good mm -hmm. um but i think that's something very <laughs> important to name too which is a lot of leaders or at least people who are um preparing and presenting and um uh, offering the service whether it be praise team or whether it be the pastors etc etc we have a tendency to say well the spirit has to work through us but in reality that's not exactly true because the spirit also works through the people listening to mm -hmm. i mm -hmm. i can't tell you how many times over the years someone two or three individuals have come up and said thank you for that sermon because I got this out of it. And the next guy says, thank you for the sermon because I got this out of it. And what they got out of it were two completely different things, mm. but it's exactly how they needed to be hit at that moment. However, the spirit needed to speak. That, to had, them, right? that has nothing to do with me or how the right. spirit spoke through me. Right. It has everything to do with the spirit affecting how they are listening and how they are interacting with right. him also. Right. So we have to allow for space for that to work too for them to be affected by the spirit. Oh, I think sure. that's important for us as staff too, as we work with each other, you know, we've, we've joked in the past that Jesse will come up immediately after the message and ask how it went. Right. And I realized that I do the same thing to him. Like, how do you think like worship team sounded and stuff like that? And we get completely different responses because while I think like I sounded like crap on the keys or the sound wasn't balanced or what have you, mm -hmm. Jesse can be like, well, I saw four people come to Christ today mm -hmm. and he can come up to me after a message. He's like, yeah, I give it like a solid C. And I'm like, Jesse, that was a beautiful scripture. Like, you know, it's and even just as staff, not in the congregation, I think we react differently and have to support each other in that yeah. um, times of doubt. Like Damon said, that faithfulness is that bridge between the two. And sometimes just because we're human, despite literally working for Christ, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, yeah. mm -hmm. we still have those doubts and those concerns. Oh, but. for sure. Yeah, and, and that's another something to name too, which is, you know, I, I ask Amanda how I do almost every single Sunday because when I'm in the spirit, I don't remember what I say. Mm -hmm. Like literally, I have no idea what I said. And you can't and, see because of those lights. Yeah, and I have no idea what's going on. And so I ask her, hey, how was it? Because I, you know, the days that I remember what I say word for word are the days I know it went terribly because mm. I know I was not in the spirit and I literally just wrote what I wanted. Right. Honestly. Right, right. And I think that's kind of the same for all of us as we all have our own way, at least all of us sitting here today, have our way of almost taking inventory of how the spirit moved. You know, because I know for me, it's a certain way that's different from most. I'm sure for you guys, it's how do I know that the spirit worked through 
me today? How do I know that the spirit works through the congregation today? Mm-hmm. How do I take stock of that? Mm-hmm. And then it's not that we have to shoot for that every single time as our barometer, but that's always a good reminder to go, was I at this that place this week? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get the authenticity and excellence from. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. a worship leader, you can tell pretty quickly how the Sunday service is going to go when you start picking out songs that how quickly they come to you and <laughs> piece together yeah. with the message and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. But honestly, right. Yeah, you don't know until you get together that Sunday what the vibe is of the spirit in the building, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you don't and honestly, if we're going to say it, we don't even know what our goals are that day. Mm-hmm. What he has planned for us to that congregation and he, you know, won't reveal that to us until that moment in time comes that we're mm-hmm. supposed to act. So yep. and being open to what that spirit is going to do, right? And being open to what he wants to do that day. Yep. Mhm. So in the realm of being open to what a service does or doesn't do, we have a couple of quote-unquote special services coming up that we want to make sure you get on your calendar, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday. Jesse, can you give kind of a quick overview, like why we celebrate those days and why we mark them on our calendar as far as the big C church like why does the church have those days set apart for special yeah, services you know because obviously Sunday's Easter Sunday and we believe right. that Christ died and was raised again in three days and, and more than likely he died on a Thursday but he was also put into the grave on Friday mm. and so for both days we celebrate and say this is the day of Christ's death for our sins mm-hmm. it's only until we get to Sunday where we celebrate the resurrection mm-hmm. because without the resurrection Christ would just be another dead prophet mm-hmm. and it's because of the resurrection that we get to celebrate, but we celebrate Monday, Thursday and good Friday so that we can be put in a somber mood mm-hmm. if for no other purpose than to realize what Christ sacrificed for us and the depravity of our own sin mm-hmm. with which he is going to arise to save us from. To see how dark the dark gets yep. before we recognize and appreciate the light, right? Yep, there's no resurrection without death. Absolutely, yeah. right? And so we have to acknowledge the hardness of it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, looking back at some of our old podcasts and uh, some of our things that we have talked about, last year we kind of went through the difficulty of, wait, so what happened on Monday, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Like, mm-hmm. We don't have it like nailed down exactly, but we do know there was some sort of progression here because of the celebration of the Passover, which is the uh, festival that they had celebrated for so many years. And because of Christ's desire to celebrate that with his disciples, we tend to understand that Thursday was the meal and that kind of started the process of going out to the mount and, and being betrayed by Judas and those kind of things. And the cross. And then, and then the cross and everything, yep. right? Yep. And so Damon has a little bit of input on this. He was doing some research on the word Monday and kind of the understanding of what it has historically meant and what Christ did on that day. Yep. Do you want to give some input on what you found so far this year? Yeah. So Monday comes from a Latin word that means command. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's basically talking about how in the book of John, uh, when they're at the last supper, uh, Jesus says, you know, I have a new command for you. So a new, you know, command mm-hmm. from Latin, you know, mon- so Mondi, he, mm-hmm. there's, there's a new command, which is to love each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets down and washes their feet. 
which I think is like a beautiful kind of foretaste of what mm-hmm. the cross is, which is an act of humility and service. Right. Um, and, and perfect love. Right. Um, and so, yeah, Ma- Mondi means command. Um, and so we remember the command to love each other in humility um, and service. And it mm-hmm. wraps in a whole bunch of stuff. One of the things we talked about was focusing on uh, the Philippians hymn that Paul gives, right? The, this is the, the humility that Christ has or uh, the humility that Christ displayed and kind of using that as a launching pad for the service, but then also kind of having a low key, maybe to, to not to throw the term, but like a, a funeral type service yeah. where it's a little bit downhearted, a little bit calm, a little bit, there's something difficult happening here. Yeah. And I think that's kind of your same idea for Good Friday too, right? Yeah, somber and reflective. Right. Yeah, to, to get us in the headspace of not only what Jesus is going to do and has done, but also um, what exactly the, the tone was of the reality surrounding the disciples and right. Jesus' death. Right. To put ourselves in that place emotionally and mm-hmm. say, yeah, this is heavy, and that's okay to let it be heavy for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge thing. Right. I think in Christianity, we have a tendency to uh, focus on the two major holidays, right? Mm. We focus really hard on Christmas. We give everybody a month and a half off, and we start hanging decorations in October. Right. Right. And then we, you know, we give Easter its due course as well, as well it should, because right. Easter is just as, if not more important. But I don't think we do necessarily a service to the other two major holidays either, which is Monday, Thunday, Sunday, slash Monday, Thursday, slash Good Friday, mm-hmm. and Ascension Day. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. without the Ascension, he we would not have hope as far as being raised up to heaven and body either. Right. But right. when we don't put ourselves in that space on Monday, Thursday, Good Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, mm-hmm. and then we just go straight on to Easter, effectively we lose all the tangible emotionality of what took place in those three days and just the gravity of what he did. So I think it's very important to get ourselves in that place of mourning. I think it's okay. And I think we lose a big witness also when we don't recognize the, um, the suffering that Jesus went through when we, when we're not willing to enter into the suffering ourselves, we lose the people who are in that place. Right, yeah. right. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Where I grew up in South Dakota, there was a very high um, Catholic population, and I did not grow up in any church. So come Easter, I always knew that it was like Easter time and that um, school would start serving fish on Fridays for lunch. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I always heard about Good Friday and Maundy Thursday, but I'd also always heard of Holy Week. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, I thought they were saying like Maundy Thursday as in like Monday Thursday. Yeah. Oh, so like, sure. I thought yeah, right. like, those first yep. four days were just one big combined one event. Big, right, yeah. right. And then there was Good Friday and then Easter. Yeah. So I, for like an embarrassingly long time, I thought it was Monday <laughs> Thursday. That's awesome. <laughs> You're not the only one, man. It's, well, that word, it like, it, it's, I, I had no idea what it was for so long and, and what it really entailed. And even the spelling of it or the pronunciation of it kind of throws you for a loop, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mondi or Monday or whatever. Like, But, you know, the importance of Holy Week actually ties into that, too, because, you know, all the way from Palm Sunday where Jesus is looking over the city and crying. 
Right. Right? I mean, that's pretty much when it starts. So it's not just Thursday. It's the whole idea of everything this week is going to be terrible for our Savior. Right, right, right. Everything. That it's going to be an uphill battle. You know, and Uh and I think think it's very important for us as Christians, as living water, to to remind ourselves of that literal hell he went through for our sake. Right. And the being forsaken by God um, on the cross, asking for forgiveness for the people that did that for him, like all of it, right? Just so incredible. Yep. Um, So we encourage you after all of that, get involved in a Monday, Thursday, Good Friday uh, service in order to recognize or appreciate the Holy Week in order to recognize, appreciate how far Christ went for you. Um, question that I have, I have uh, two different times. Does, does anybody know what time we're doing both of those services? Is it yeah. 630? 630. Okay. Yep. So I assume ours is the same at Orange City too then. So yep. 630 uh, on Thursday in Orange City, 630 on Friday in Sheldon. Yep. Does that sound correct? Yep, that is correct. Um, check out for allwhothirst.com uh, for that calendar for what is happening for how to be involved in those and how to be at the right place at the right time and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, The definitions, I would just encourage you to keep wrestling through them, right? And and keep looking at how far Christ went and what he did for us as you plan for Holy Week, as you celebrate Holy Week. Does Mm -hmm. that sound right? Yep, absolutely. Anything else as far as calendar? Oh, I know. I had one question. Somebody asked me, um, when is slash did it already happen, men eating animals together? That is this week Saturday. Saturday. This week Saturday. Yep, this gotcha. week Saturday, okay. April 9. High noon. High noon. Mark your calendars yep. for meat. Meat. Men, men eating animals eating together. Animals That's going to happen at the Sheldon campus yep. this Saturday, which would be somewhere around August. April. Uh, excuse me. April, yeah, April. 9th. <laughs> this, this, week, April April 9. this week in September. April 9th. Yeah, April 9th. Do you, have yep. a, you have a permit for that? Uh, for men uh, eating no, animals together. A piece of paper. <laughs> so I can do what I want. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> men eating animals together. Good reference to Ron Swanson. <laughs> I, I can do well what I want. Done. Ron Swanson. I can do it. And then also want. on Sunday, um, it being Palm Sunday, yes. we'll have a time of invitation for the children to come up and get some palm leaves. Right. So I don't know if uh, Orange City is doing that as well. Good times on Sunday. Do you keep looking at your mic because it's off or why? You're making me nervous. No, I'm just... just, (laughs) uh, You're making me nervous. Like, oh, it's not I just wanted to look at my mic, bro. Stop looking at your mic. I always use use this one. Using this one as a treat. Oh, that's fun. (laughs) Um, Anything we're missing for calendar? Palm Sunday? You know... Thursday, Friday... I think we could probably tackle it at a later date because we want to focus on Holy Week, but there's a lot of stuff going on in May and June oh, yeah. and all right. this with right. Tula Festival and Synod and Rise Fest and all yep. this stuff, and we could touch on that later. But yeah, Just keep right checking now, the calendar at For yep. All Who Thirst, right? And yep. stay in touch that way. Exactly. David, have safe travels abroad Thank for you. your oh. Easter. Say hi to your wife. Yes. Yep. Damon's going to be, be so uh, a long ways away, and he's going to... Uh, make sure that you should, <gasps> we should do like a zoom call 
from Spain. Like he could be, be on the podcast, and you can like walk to like some famous. Uh, but won't it be like three a.m. over oh, there? Oh yeah, well, and it's a fourteen hour time. Here's what, here's what yeah. I'll well, so you know, what I'll do. Well, so guys, it'll be seven I'll hours. Do. I'll take a video. I'll send it to Gary, and you guys can watch it together on the on the podcast. That'll gotcha. be awesome. I'll say hi, and I'll tell you what we're doing, what we're doing, and all that. that have some pie, please have some pie. Oh yeah. For oh, sure. that's so good. I have something I'm excited in, to right? see oh. the Instagram coffee posts. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the you know, in uh, Attack of the Clones. Yes. When they get to Naboo. Yes. Uh, and, and they're like talking and stuff. Yes. That's at the Plaza de España, which is in Sevilla. Yeah. Um, where Carissa is right now. No kidding. So we're gonna go to that place, dude. That's baller. Yeah, I'm gonna memorize this baller, and and we're gonna we're gonna do it. <laughs> Please <laughs> make a TikTok. <laughs> I will follow you. That will be awesome. I love That'll it so much. That'll be our new welcome video. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, hey, guess what? <laughs> this is welcome to Living Water Clone Wars. It'll, <laughs> it'll be fantastic. Would literally now be I, so excited. I would be <laughs> so overjoyed. I would be so happy. Uh, Attack of the Clones as a movie is bad. Terrible. But, Terrible, but it's cool that I get to like see that place like in person. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, that's how I felt when I went to London after seeing Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, Jesse yeah. loves Harry Potter. Harry, but just the worst, just the worst thing in the world. But it still would be cool to be on the place where they film those movies. It would be pretty sweet. Wait, so. so you don't you don't like the books either? No, I've never read a single one of those books have in my you life. Read a book ever? I have read. <laughs> I have nice. so I'm a big Stephen King guy, which <laughs> will shock people. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I've never read one of those books. I got I got gypped into going to one of those movies years ago, which because is its own has story. A friend that works at the Suicide Movie Theater. Exactly. It was awful. Shout out high school Jesse's friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, it, have a good trip. It'll be very very. Cool. Oh yeah. Thank you. So, thank you. Yep. Pull Damon and Amanda, thank you guys for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, our views like double when you guys are here. So <laughs> well, from two to four. <laughs> from two to four, usually. Like, yeah, appreciate that. It's an honor every time. Absolutely. Jesse, I love your face. Love your face. 